Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and I. We're going to talk about Drew Brees, the NFL, the National Anthem, kneeling down, Everything surrounding that with Drew Brees, his wife, President Trump, the NFL, Commissioner Goodell, and on and on. Trey and I will have some hard-hitting opinions and thoughts about that. We'll talk a little bit about the NBA, Major League Baseball, PGA Tour Golf, but we're going to have a lot of conversation about the entire thing with the NFL and that has been swirling around uh, since Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints made his comments. Hey, you want to always keep up with Talking Sports with TK, please connect on social media. You can connect with me. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-M, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. We're going to listen to a quick message, and we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman, and it'll be time for Sports Takes with Trey and TK right here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman for our episode of Sports Takes coming at you here in the early part of June. Lots of things starting to happen and shake in the sports world. Not yet on the field, but certainly off the field, out of the arena, whatever you want to call it. Lots going on, although we will have PGA Tour golf this week over in Texas. Without any further ado, we're going to kick a bunch of topics around today. We say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. A little waterlogged like everybody else, but I'm doing okay. You know, Trey, in our last uh, episode uh, at the end of last week, we talked about Drew Brees and the comments he made uh, in an interview. And little did we know as soon as we recorded that, that he would issue an apology. And then all of a sudden, President Trump got involved and made his comments via Twitter now, since then, Drew Brees' wife has made some statements on a radio program, an interview, and a lot of people very upset the way Brees has just handled this whole thing. And again, it's all a matter of opinion. You know, he basically said the same thing uh, some four years ago when Colin Kaepernick first took a knee during the national anthem, and he basically restated that and, you know, his thoughts and all that. Then he got lambasted. Uh, you know, the First Amendment, you know, protects several basic freedoms in the United States, one of which is freedom of speech. To me, it doesn't seem like Drew Brees got freedom of speech because all the backlash that piled on to him. It's been a, a storm, a firestorm, a crossfire hurricane, if you will. Trey Blossman, your thoughts? Well, Tommy, you know, we, I talked Friday about the bullying from the left. And the left demands that everyone think like they think. They don't accept any kind of deviation of thought. 
You have to follow step. That's what political correctness is all about. You must think like we think. You must speak like we speak. And they are bullies about it. They will beat you up. I said Friday, Drew Brees didn't say anything that he needed to apologize for. I say that again on Monday. Drew Brees said nothing he needed to apologize for. His statement was not racist. It was not political. It was patriotic. And I know I'm repeating myself, but it needs to be repeated. There was nothing there that warranted him apologizing for anything. But if you don't toe the line, you're going to get bullied by the people on the left. It's a shame that it's come to this. Look, they believe in free speech only if that free speech agrees with the way that they think. Otherwise, they want to stifle free speech. Yeah, we're and living they... in a look, we are living in a very dangerous time as we can see when you turn on the TV at night. We had one man unjustly killed, murdered if you will. I'll accept that. I'll say he was murdered. I still think there's a whole lot more to it than what we know or what we're being told. But that aside, we've gone from the unjust killing of one man. How many have been killed since then? How many law enforcement officers have lost their life since then? How many citizens have lost their lives since then? I think the count's well up into the 20s, Tommy. 20-something to one. Uh, it's not right. We need to get a grip on things. We need to reel things in, and if the left, if the Democrats want to defund and eliminate the police, this country's going to hell quickly. No question about it. Then you throw in the millions of dollars of property damage uh, nationwide. It's not in an isolated area by, by any stretch. Uh, there have been numerous orderly protests some in Baton Rouge, some in New Orleans, big crowd. And that, that's also part of uh, the First Amendment. You, you have the right to assemble and the right to petition your government with a protest. So, you know, if, if it's done like that, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with someone having a different opinion than I. I have a, a pretty close friend. We're completely on the other end of the spectrum politically. Well, we're good friends. We've had lunch together. We've done business together, you know, back and forth in, in the media broadcast world. And I consider him a friend. And uh, we, we, we swap messages during football season, not quite as much as you and I do. But, you know, I, I respect the fact that he's entitled to believe what he does, wants to believe in. And I feel that he respects me and, and my thoughts, even though we're completely different. But he, he's still a friend. If I were to see him tonight, we would have a drink together or have a cold beer together and, and talk about some things. So, you know, I, I, you're right, Trey. You, you've hit the nail on the head. It, it's a bully effect by the left that if you don't say or think the way they want you to, they start playing all kind of other cards and, and demeaning you and, and demanding apologies and demanding to be heard. Well, you know, Again, this country was built on the fact that people disagree. You know, many successful businesses have owners that disagree on certain topics, and then they try to come up with the best answer. But uh, I'm just sick of it. The NFL, Roger Goodell, is so 
reactive instead of proactive. His message comes out and he gets blasted for that. I don't, you know, well, I think pretty sure we're going to have NFL football this year. I don't know what it's going to look like. Trey, back in 2017, I stopped watching the NFL when the whole kneeling thing began and the way the NFL was treating it. I got uh, hooked on the Law and Order SVU television series, which I still watch. I went back to watching the NFL because the Saints were having a lot of success and going to make a playoff run. As I sit here in the early part of June, I don't know if I'm going to watch the NFL this year. And I've had a lot of friends over this weekend, talked to a lot of sports fans, friends, who are saying they, they about had it with the NFL, the New Orleans Saints, and, and anybody else associated with that league. Well, Tommy, you're not the only one I'm hearing saying that. I think a lot of people are disgusted. I think we're tired of watching spoiled prima donna athletes that make more money in a season than most people make in a lifetime. The game's not that important, okay? And I quit buying tickets a long time ago. I haven't been to an NFL game in a decade, probably. I gave up my LSU season tickets after 2011. I don't miss that at all. That's also a very expensive proposition by the time you pay the seat license and your parking passes and everything else. Uh, I like watching on TV better. I prefer that. The televisions have gotten so much better. But will I watch to the extent that I've watched in the past? I don't know. I'll probably watch the primetime games and maybe shy away from the Sunday afternoon games a little bit. Uh, And one thing I know for sure that will cause me to totally quit watching the NFL, and I'm in firm agreement with the great coach John Madden on this subject, if they put in piped-in crowd noise because of the empty stadiums, I will not watch one play. It sounds no. like a silly. It sounds like a silly thing, Tommy. But I mean, <laughs> how ridiculous is that? Everybody knows the stadium is empty. You don't put in piped-in crowd noise. Well, you're altering history, then. You're, you're altering it as it happens. You know, in the world of uh, of media, journalists, uh, print, you know, audio, video, whatever you want to call it. You're not supposed to alter history, like when LSU changed the the call on the Kentucky Bluegrass Miracle when Jim Hawthorne, the then voice of the Tigers, you know, incorrectly identified the guy that went and touched that. Yeah, he he didn't get it right, and they they went back and and changed the audio to make it sound right. Now I remember I was one of the people that went to the SID office at LSU said you can't alter history. He made a mistake. You can't do that. Well, if you pipe in crowd noise then you are altering the history as it happens so that when our grandchildren maybe look back on a classic game or a special game or a record-breaking performance, they're going to be like, what the heck was that? There was nobody in the stands. How can you have crowd noise? You know what I mean? I think if you don't have crowd noise, you don't have crowd noise. Let it be, in my opinion. So I agree with you and the legendary coach John Madden on that. Uh, you know, now I, you know, they may scrap the national anthem, you know, they, they're already talking about a, an orchestrated kneel down, which I'm not sure if Drew Brees is going to be a part of that or not, but many players have already come out about it. Uh, you know, maybe the NFL scraps the anthem or maybe you do the anthem for those that want to respect the flag and be patriotic. And then maybe you have another, uh, 
situation a, a minute or so wherever you know those that want to can kneel down to to try to you know help recognize the social injustice that they view so you know it's it's just unbelievable the way it's coming all down and I, I, again you hit the nail on the head it's about the bullying and just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean everything has to change you whatever happened to i agree to disagree you know i mean yeah it's craziness and then of course social media magnifies all this you know because anybody can tweet anybody can read a tweet Instagram, whatever it might be. I mean, I, you know, it's, it, it's a different world than it was, you know, a decade ago or so, but, uh, I, I, I'm about had enough of it. It's very tough to watch the news. It's very tough to read news, uh, in, in, on the internet. Uh, I told you earlier, I've been listening to Hank Williams Jr. All day. That's a lot better than listening to some of that junk on the TV or on the news or reading something, you know? Tommy, a good friend of mine, last week we were having a conversation and I mentioned to him, I said, man, you know, I start watching the protest at night on the news and I had been watching, you know, three, four hours a night watching to see what happened when the curfew kicked in and what have you. And I told him I found myself not wanting to watch as much because the police weren't kicking ass on these criminals. And he started laughing. He goes, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. He goes, but I'm going to recommend something to you. Turn it off and listen to music or watch something else on television. Do not watch that. It will poison your mind. And this weekend, I didn't watch much of any of it. And I'm happier today than I was on Friday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, back to the kneeling for the anthem thing. I'll predict this to you. If players continue to come out on the field and kneel during the anthem, the number of people watching NFL football will steadily decrease, Tommy. People aren't going to put up with that. If these people are demanding the right to protest, I think you have a good idea. Maybe that moment of silence, if you will, to let everybody, if they want to kneel for 60 seconds after the anthem, before the kickoff, let them do it. But kneeling during the national anthem is a very bad graphic. It's a very bad visual, in my opinion, as far as a majority of Americans are concerned. And the their message they want to get out gets lost, gets cloudy, you know, gets out of focus because of when they're doing it. You know, and maybe they have to read some 60 second mantra. You know, moment of silence to me kind of is about someone when we've lost a life or we've lost a, a person from an organization or there's been an American tragedy like 9-11. To me, that's moment of silence. So maybe there could be some 60 second message that's read while they nail, melt down, you know, same message, no matter what stadium, no matter what network, you know, maybe that's the idea. But, uh, you know, because then they could get, you know, their message out in a better way than taking away from the anthem. The, the thing that would probably bother me the most was if the NFL did away with the anthem, because that, that's a tradition, you know, and, and uh, sporting events. And anyway, so we'll see what happens. We got a lot can happen in the next yeah, couple of months. Well, the NFL is three months away from starting to play football in a game situation. So let's see what transpires. Tommy, I'll tell you something I would love to see. And again, I just talked about bad graphics, bad visual. 
it was a very bad visual to watch that policeman kneel down on Mr. Floyd's neck until he was apparently dead and then continued to kneel on his neck for some three or four minutes after that. That was a really horrible visual. But in reality, the number of blacks killed by police is not a large number. I would love to see some of these athletes and celebrities that are so intent on getting out the message that we need to be treated differently by police. I'd love to hear those same people cry out about the black on black killings that are occurring in every major city in America. Uh, Chicago has more shootings in a weekend than police shoot people in a year. Sometimes, uh, Nobody talks about that. that. That's just not even mentioned whatsoever. Black on black crime is killing far more young black men than any police force is. And the other thing killing more blacks is abortion. So blacks are dying, number one, by abortion, number two, at the hands of their own race. Way down the list of blacks being killed is police. And that, you know, again, that's part of the bullying. That can't even be discussed, Tommy. You can't even talk about it. But it's a fact that blacks are killing themselves and each other at a far greater rate than any police force is. We remind you to listen to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Please share this podcast with all your friends. Uh, a couple of other topics we want to hit on quickly. Trey, the NBA, a 22-team uh, kind of tournament, a uh, handful of regular season games, and then a play-in thing, and then some playoffs. NBA has a plan to return. It does include the New Orleans Pelicans, which are uh, are located within an hour of both you and I as we're here in Louisiana, for those that aren't familiar with where we emanate this podcast from. I guess that's good news for the Pelicans and for Pelican fans and the NBA, I, again, as I said many podcasts ago, sooner or later, got to put a bunch of people together and see what happens or doesn't happen. NBA, unlike MLB, at least has a plan, and they look like they're going to make an effort to to bounce the ball a little bit here in uh, in a little less than two months. Well, I, I'm I have mixed feelings about it, Tommy. Uh, I'm glad the Pelicans are involved, but they've done the Pelicans an incredible injustice. They've eliminated the head-to-head as a tiebreaker, and the record in these final eight games is going to be the tiebreaker determinant. Uh, The Pelicans had head-to-head tiebreaker advantages over just about every other team competing for that last spot in the West, over Portland, over Sacramento. Uh, So that was an injustice, but they do get to play at least eight more games. They have a good opportunity to qualify for that ninth, if not the eighth spot, and continue to play. So that's all good. You know, I'm a big fan of the Warriors, Tommy. I I think this format works real well for them. They don't have to play anymore. Klay Thompson comes back healthy next year. Steph Curry comes back healthy next year. Uh, I think it's a real advantage for them the way this is playing out, uh, just from a personal standpoint. And we'll see what happens with that. Major League Baseball, apparently the Players Association and the owners can't agree to a whole lot of things. Uh, Numerous proposals have been swapped. It appears to be far apart. 
clock is really ticking on them as to whether or not there'll be any baseball this year. Uh, I, for one, do not think we're going to see Major League Baseball in 2020. I really don't think we're going to see it based on everything I know as of today. Of course, some major compromise uh, on both parties and uh, could make me incorrect. I, I'm good with that. Uh, I just don't like all the silly stuff I've seen regarding the possible return. Throw the icing on the cake that they, they cannot agree to how there'll be compensation and, and, and whatnot. I mean, there's a lot of layers involved. But, you know, NFL has a plan to start. Uh, college football is getting back together and beginning uh, to do things. MLB not. NBA has a plan. Pro golf will play this week. At least maybe some of the attention will go back to actual sports in the sports world. Yeah, well, that'd be a good thing, Tommy. I'm not totally familiar with the MLB plans that have been floated around, but as I told you before we started recording the podcast, it would seem to me that the owners offering 75% pay to the players for paying less, playing less than 50% of a normal schedule seems pretty generous to me. The players ought to jump on that. Yeah, and that's going to continue to go back and forth. Once again, we encourage everybody to share this podcast with any and all of your friends, and and uh, we don't have a problem doing that. Trey and I enjoy doing this, and we appreciate each and every one of you that, that takes the time to listen. Trey, you have a wonderful week. Uh, we'll try to put another podcast together a couple of days down the road. Sounds great, Tommy. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 